They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello and welcome to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is a Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd, and I'm joined tonight by Steve Tancock and Dan Kingdom, where we've just witnessed Somerset resurrect their T20 qualification campaign with a 66 run over Glamorgan at Sapphire Gardens in Cardiff. Star of the night was Babra Zam, who overcame his horrible slump in form, uh, scoring... Oh, well, I, should, I should have the right page on. He got 100. He got 100, guys. 100 How well did he bat? He was dropped twice. How well did he bat? I thought he was really, really good. He did what Baba does. What I like about him is he plays proper cricket shots. Uh, that's me being an old git, I know. But I just like the way he manoeuvres the ball. Um, it's just effortless and grateful. It is, it is lovely to watch. Sometimes you watch a, a T20 innings and you feel a bit battered and bruised after it. But... Uh, but I'm I'm going to give my my man of the match to Lewis Goldsworthy tonight. Mm-hmm. So I thought he batted really well. I know certain people on Twitter were telling him to hurry up and get out so Gregory could come in, mentioning no names, Mister K. But uh, <laughs> but I thought he did really really well. He didn't look overawed at all, and then he bowled really well. Two for twenty four. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm really pleased after Smeed on Sunday and him today. I'm I'm feeling very positive about the future as well. Yeah, what did you make of it, Dan? Yeah, I mean, uh, Babar's obviously had a bit of flack in the past for you know um, in T20 cricket having a slightly slow strike rate, but I mean, he did start a bit slow, but in the end, it wasn't a problem because his strike rate was 183 and 114 from 62 balls. You know, you can't really ask more than that. Um, and yeah, great to see goals where um I mean, I was slightly surprised Goldsworthy came in when he did, but I think the thinking was probably so we can, can we can consolidate a bit after being three down. But and then it got to a point where I was thinking oh, we, he needs to hit our gout here. Um, but in the end, it, it worked out okay because he sort of managed to give a strike to Baba um, quite well, and he hit a few uh, a few fours himself. So yeah, it was it worked out okay. And obviously that total was far too much for Glamorgan um, on a pitch where North Fans got ninety eight all out the other day. Um, yeah, the spinners strangled them really, didn't they? They were, all three of them were um, top class today. Oli Sale was uh, quite economical, which is good. Yeah, I think the plan. I think the plan with Goldsworthy might have been to not have him and Smead batting together, but try and get him in as early as you could. So, if you're an was he eighteen, nineteen year old kid, twenty maybe going in, 18. going in with the world's now second best T Twenty batsman, you have literally just got to hit a single and you can have the strike, mate hit single you can have a strike mate right three overs to go and I'll start opening my shoulders which is exactly what he did he was sort of going at a runner ball it was almost metronomic watching it go up 18 18 19 19 20 20 and then um, few um, few boundaries towards the end um, failure for Will Smead today but again 18 year old kid um, but well on Sunday which we'll come on to as well um, but he's bowling now I'm not quite sure how he bowled because, um, as you can probably tell from the, 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 the twi- my Twitter feed and pretty much the Twitter feed of everybody, every Somerset fan uh, 
over the country and, and probably in Pakistan as well is it was a little bit jerky so the ball would kind of leave his hand he'd get through his bowling action then sort of nothing would happen and then you kind of see something out at, at deep cover or the ball being picked up in the ring but I would imagine finishing with figures of what did he go for 24 for 2 off his 4 overs I thought he looked okay um, I mean he's got a bit of a pedigree of um of having a decent economy I think he bowled very very frugally in the under 19 World Cup um, so yeah I, I like him um, decent uh, left arm spinning all rounder what do we think of uh, Lewis one for four day cricket next year maybe well I, I tweeted earlier and I, I was scribbling down my, my Somerset top five of the future which goes Lamanby, Sneed, Abel, Bartlett, Goldsworthy that that could be a top five for about the next ten years, guys. Um, mm. You know, so I think that's that's a nice combination. I, I think Lewis Goldsworthy. I followed him quite closely as he's come up through the ranks, um, and I think he might be an absolute star. I'm going to put too much pressure on him, but the nice thing is when you've got three or four of them coming through at the same time, it must be a heck of a lot easier. Mm than having, you know, you are Lewis Goldsworthy and you're coming into the Somerset side of, say, two years ago. Um, Banton certainly found it hard that the end of that first season he played, didn't he? So, uh, yeah, I'm very impressed with all of them today. Uh, I even enjoyed, as what Ian said, between the, the stuttering video, I even enjoyed Craig's stewing. I do like it when Craig has a good stew and he's, he's getting larrapped all over the place. Sorry, Craig, or... Roverton if you're listening because I, I just think it fires him up even more for next week which we'll no doubt touch on later yeah you can't beat an angry fast bowler um, did I see a tweet from you Dan you put out his stats on the under 19 World Cup yeah it goes on his yeah I mean he was super economical in that um, I mean I just find it now and his first game 10 of his 28 runs 10 of his then 10 of his 24 runs 5 over 6 runs Seven over seven runs, ten over twenty nine runs, and seven over twenty one runs. And in that one, he got five five wickets as well. Like, obviously, you know, I don't know how much you can read, read into under nineteen World Cup stats, but they, you know, that the economies on that they're, they're insane. Like two point nine and over was the worst he went at, which is just ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think he probably tidily today. Um, yeah, good looks good for the future, and I hope we continue to pick him. Even in you know, even at Taunton, I think I I think I really think we should play two uh, really should play three spinners um, all the time in T20 cricket. I just it's got to the stage now where all this pace bowling it just hasn't worked. Um, I know I don't know how much you can read into a game at Cardiff tonight where Glamorgan weren't that good. It was a pitch that was helping spin, but it's definitely something to persevere with next time. I think so. And goals of his batting obviously as well as you know kept him in the side as well mm. as his bowling. So great. Yeah, it was we, so... were, we were speculating a minute ago, Dan, that we go to Bristol and maybe we'll pick Jack Leach and Don Best as well and just play <laughs> five spinners because they're, they're going to prepare a pudding as usual at Bristol. Yeah, so yeah I'm completely up for that. Yeah, may as well pick one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially, I mean, we can still have Gregory if we need a bit of pace, a bit, a bit of pace as well. Um, yeah, you got Lamont as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Will Smead probably bowls really nasty leggies or something, does he? <laughs> None of us have seen, and he'll get five for seven. Yeah, he's probably got the Joe Denley leggies up his sleeve, something like that. It was so yeah, frustrating he for the me. Sort of person that might bowl that. It was so frustrating for me with that 
um, the stream glitching because I really wanted to see with Goldsworthy is he tossing it up is he putting in the odd flatter one is he is he firing it wide when he sees the batsman moving about it was because just going on figures there it was really frustrating because I really wanted to have a uh, have a good look at him because I wanted to have a to get him in the first team for for a long time and yeah very very um, frustrating today they obviously need to uh, I mean Ben Warren was on site today he did he did put a couple of videos out um, but obviously even he wasn't able to work his magic to get the Welsh internet working uh, working on this Wednesday evening okay Dan over to you for some stats what do we need to do to qualify um, what are the likely scenarios and do you think we can do it our two remaining we have to win well actually we don't quite have to win our two remaining games but we you know I think I'm 99% sure we do have to win both there's a slim chance I think we could go through winning one but I, I think we should probably disregard that so we need to win both obviously they're both tough no fans at home and then particularly Gloucestershire away um, if we win both um, we're extremely likely to be through because tonight Durham have beaten Yorkshire so that means Yorkshire can no longer catch us if we get if we if we win all our remaining games Yorkshire can no longer catch us Durham and Leicestershire could catch us but their net run rate is quite a bit worse than ours and if we win both our remaining games our net run rate should stay similar it, may, it could go down in theory but it should stay reasonably good mm -hmm. um, so in that case we would be guaranteed at least third in our group and we would be guaranteed to have more points than third in the north group meaning we would go through um, and I think I suppose there's still a chance that we could even get second in our group and absolutely guarantee going through um, but that relies on us uh, beating Northants and then Northants would need to beat Warwickshire in their last game because mm -hmm. they're playing each other but they're North, but also Northants wouldn't have, we wouldn't want Northants to get their net, their net run rate above us but in short it's looking good as long as we can win our last two games um, but yeah, as I said I'm not going to go into the possibilities <laughs> of winning one game and still going through because it could happen, I think, but it's very unlikely. Dan, I expect an essay on it on Twitter first thing in the morning with, <laughs> I want fully interactive web page with hypothetical scores and everything. We'll see. I mean, Maybe on not. On Sunday, you never know, I might be <laughs> frantically calculating that run rate. Um, so, uh, yeah, look out for that. I mean, I'm going to have to prepare something in advance, possibly, but... Yeah, because it, it could come. I mean, I think as I said, our number is good, but it's it's still something we might just need to keep an eye on on mm. Sunday, possibly. But we've got to win on Friday first, and then we can see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the worst thing we can do is be thinking about net run rate chasing, and then just collapse in a heap trying to chase two hundred and sixteen overs or something stupid on the penultimate game. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be necessary. I think we just need to win. No, if we our, net, our net run rate is good enough looking at the groups at the moment that if our net run rate would be the best in the south group and the second best is only knots in gloucestershire that have got a better net run rate than us in the whole competition that's right yeah yeah because because the two blowout wins over glamorgan have really helped and the ones we've lost have all been close haven't they exactly yeah that's really helped yeah Cool. So uh, a win tonight. Um, shall we cast our mind back uh, a few days and then a few more days? Um, to do some, we have to? Uh, well, I think we do. I think from listening to sports-based podcasts, they're generally 
better when people are complaining and then the hosts are complaining and then the listeners going yeah well, I'm complaining as well and then we all kind of have a big empathy session of, of complaining and we all get it out of our system so we, we may be a little bit um, after the Lord Mayor's show with this after what was a good performance albeit against a pretty poor Glamorgan side on a bit of a ropey deck but um, a few things that I want to pick up um, where should we start should we start at the beginning at Worcester um or oh, sorry, say home to Worcester. That was that was the first game, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was Worcester Friday, Gloucester Sunday, wasn't yep, it? Friday. Um, they're all coming so fast at the moment; it's hard to keep track, isn't it? Yeah, and you're playing all the same sides so in, in the in the Bob yeah. Trophy and this as well. It's it can get a little bit confusing, like I say, with this two month season. There's no time to stop and pick your nose and 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 uh, think where you are. Um. What should we talk about? What should we talk about from the Worcester game? I think I want to have a little chat about the batting order um, from the Worcester game. So that was Baba Davis, Smead, Abel, Gregory, Byram, Lamanby, Vandermeer, Over and Sale, and then Max Waller didn't bat. Um, so on a one of the backstage pass um, press conferences you get on the WhatsApp groups, um, I asked Jason Kerr. Um, would Tom Lamanby be going up the order? And he he pretty much said no. And he went on to talk about the roles that they've got in the team and the roles that they're wanting players, I guess, like the young players like Lammers, Will Smead, etc., to develop into. So again, after getting 43 off 20, um, one of the best hundreds you've ever seen, albeit in Red Bull cricket against Worcester, he was languishing down at seven and didn't really come in until the game was gone. What do we think about that, gents? Putting in Smead at three as well in his first innings. Just seemed to me that we had some form players in there that could have been shunted around a bit. I don't know. And is Jason Kerr right to talk about developing players for roles? Or should we be looking at it on the day and going, right, you're in, Nick. You go up the order. I, I, I get, get what he's saying about developing roles, Ian. But I, I do think sometimes if you're going to be picky... I think sometimes we're a bit too inflexible. We seem to have a plan and we stick to it, whether it be a game or a session or a, even a, a brief, you know, 10 overs of a 20 over game. I think that's partly because Tom Abel was such a young captain that he's he's still learning on the job. But and I know Lewis captains the, the blast side, but I'd like to see them have a little bit more flexibility. And it does seem to be... Holly Sale's got this role, he's going to do this. Yeah, you know. Um, the batting order to me, I, I don't particularly have a problem with it. It's the old adage, isn't it? It's now sort of the truism of one day cricket. Uh, if you lose three wickets in the power play, that's it. You're, you're, it's going to take something absolutely remarkable. We were 30 for three in 5.1. Mm. Uh, you know, Fabo's gone first ball, Will Smead's gone sixth ball. You don't come back from that, but I'm 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 relatively happy with the batting order, to be honest. Yeah, at the time I was thinking we could have had more flexibility. It's it's easy to say in hindsight. I mean, because the players like I mean, it's not like Baba. Obviously, you're going to open with him regardless, even regardless of his form. Um, and we did change one element of the batting order. We did put Gregory up to five um, instead of Byron. Byron about a six. Um, I suppose you do wonder maybe Byron could have gone even lower, Lamanby could have gone higher. 
But again, go back to Gregory, you know, he didn't back, he had 24 of 18 balls. I don't think he looked great in that innings. Again, you could say maybe Lamaby could have gone above him, but Gregory is such a good player in T20 cricket that you kind of have to back him um, to come off. Because if he does come off, it'll, it'll, it'll be great. Um, as Lamaby's obviously a bit more unproven despite his recent form. Um, yeah, I mean, and also today, I think we we, we put goals over the order, which, well, I don't know, maybe that was always the plan, but I, yeah, if if that third wicket had gone down after, say, 15 overs, it probably would have been Gregory in at that point. Mm. So they do have some um, flexibility, I think. They have flexibility in terms of the, the situation of the innings and thinking, right, the best player for this situation is this player. But perhaps they don't take into account the form of the players mm. um, when they decide that, which... To some extent, I agree. With you you got to—I suppose you got to get the balance right because you don't want players sort of fearing that oh no, if I get a few low scores, I might get dropped down the order. But you know, to win games, you know, maybe you do need to be a bit more adaptable because if Lambie or Van der Merve had batted up the order in that game, we we may well have won because they are in better form mm. and the, the top order did. Um, if I mean, Steve used up twelve, uh, fifteen balls for twelve runs, you know, um, which possibly was one of the factors that killed us. But mm. yeah, it's, a, it's a tough one. But then, then on Sat on Sunday, we go with the same top four. But then George Bartlett comes in at five, and Gregory mm. bats six. So they they've left Byram out, and then yeah. And I actually feel a bit sorry for George Bartlett because he's he's been in and outside this year. And again, he's the I think he's the victim of them giving the youngsters a chance. But I think he I think he's got a future in T Twenty cricket as well. So. You know, mm. it's it's it, there is a little bit of inconsistency there with how he's been treated. It does seem that maybe they finally lost patience with Eddie Byram in this, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I think short term. Yeah, I, I really hope Eddie. You know, after Eddie's innings last year, he had three really good innings, forty-four, forty-four plus three times. Uh, sorry, with two hundred. He's got a future in his side, but I think I suppose they decided in the short term it's best to move remo- remove him for now, just because he just looks really out of nick. He's not really scoring any runs. Um, I suppose yeah this, it's weird because against Worcestershire we were 30 for 3 and Gregory came in that was after 5.1 overs against Gloucestershire we were chasing a lot more um, and Gregory came in at 72 for 4 from 9.3 overs despite the fact we were 51 for 3 after 7 overs so uh, it, it does seem a bit odd I suppose it's almost like Gregory should have come in at 5 against Gloucestershire but not against Worcester not the way they did it which mm. is the other way around so I'm just trying to work. Who's our reserve wicketkeeper at the moment? That's a very good question. I'm just looking through the Is it squad. A reserve wicketkeeper. Yeah. Um, there was a guy called Charlie Reed who played again. Well, we don't have anyone contracted, but there was a guy called Charlie Reed who played for the seconds last season. Um, who might be? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know anything about him, but he might be the closest we've got to a reserve keeper. Oh, yeah. I've just I've just pulled the club um, the playing staff page up on the on the club website, and there's. There isn't one on there. Well, there is. It's Tom Bantam. Obviously, he's unavailable for um, uh, for obvious reasons. Because I'm just thinking that, yeah. I mean, Steve Davis has kind of been pressed into this job. He's not really in the best of form, and there's no but nobody they can bring in. It's 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 unless you drop by now. Despite his fifty, despite his sixty edge batsman. Yeah. Been dropped by now, yeah, since then he's just had a had a terrible run of form. 
But then, if if Bance was there, he would. Formats though, because he's been in really good form, hasn't he, in the Red Bull? Mm. He was last season as well, wasn't he? Mm. I think he he played T20s the year before that, didn't he? Then we had the emergence of Banton, who obviously took the gloves, and and Steve just played in in the Red Bull. Obviously, with Bance being away, he's had to had to step up in all uh, all formats this year. So he must be a bit tired, if anything else. Yeah, well, I suppose. He's kept, he's kept well. mm. Christ. Let's what? not mention Banton being away. That'll open up a whole wormhole. Will disappear down. Four, four times I've asked John. Dan. Four times I've asked John Cleese on Twitter if he wants to come on and have a chat about Tom Banton. He can plug his new book if he wants, <laughs> but no, he's a bloody. Well. I've got all the Monty Python films on DVD. I've got all the TV series on DVD, but no, <laughs> don't want to know. I've, I've got a very quick, funny John Cleese story. Um, final 79 final at Lords. my dad couldn't stand the tension when North Ants that were into their chase went for a walk around the, the ground you know around the exterior perimeter if you know what mm-hmm. I mean and walked straight into John Cleese behind the pavilion John mm-hmm. Cleese was coming the other way and my dad was about 5'8 and he obviously mm-hmm. didn't see all of John Cleese coming and came mm-hmm. back very excitedly and said I've just walked into John Cleese so <laughs> that was the other thing I remember of him is at the Western Festival, he used to sit when he was able to right next to the sight screen and seeing John Cleese sat in, you know, a, one of the chairs that they had at the Western Festival with his legs folded was one of the mm-hmm. funniest things you've ever seen at the cricket ground. He's about 6'6", six, six, isn't he? 6'7", six, something like he's a big fella. 6'6", six, 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 yeah. 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 Um, yeah, he popped Dan, in. He, he did right, pop Dan, in. On, you heard it here last week. Dan was spot on with the. This is bad to Oh yeah, I was I was obviously reading a tweet from some completely random uh, random troll account, probably saying that Barbara Zam was going to be away for the for the blast, but obviously he's not. Um, just quickly going back to Steve Davis, then. What happens if he breaks a finger on Sunday? <laughs> this Charlie Reed lad, I'm assuming, will get called up. Um, there was that. There was a match that um, that uh, Smee played against Dorset recently. It was Somerset Academy versus Dorset. Um, whoever the keeper wasn't that, I suppose, with VR reserve wing keeper. It would have to be, one. wouldn't it? Unless, I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, you'd have probably given the gloves to Trez. Um, yeah, Steve Snell. <laughs> He's, do, he's, he's doing the Trade Nation uh, stream, Steve. You can't uh, you can't tear him away from that. Just to clear, everyone, just to clear up, we are not sponsored by Trade Nation. No, but if if Snelly was keeping and he did appeal, would he have to say, "How's that Trade Nation"? <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy him a pint if he did. Yeah, just looking through. I mean, unless I don't know, you'd. You couldn't no, bring. You couldn't you're bring. Creating a... stress and worry for me, guys, that I didn't have before we started recording. So I could just see Dan Beaver in a way, Somerset reserve wicketkeeper yeah. on Google. I'm but... trying to find out. I'm trying to find that scorecard. It's, it's not coming to me at the moment. Can you imagine that? Steve Davis breaks a finger Sunday. You get the phone call from Jason Kerr, up to Lords, making your debut at 18 in the in, a, in the Bob Willis Trophy final. And then what would happen is after the game, Essex would complain that we'd played an ineligible player. Oh, yeah, is it like... we'd have a 12-point 12, 12 deduction with another 12 points suspended for the, in the competition or yeah, something. Yeah, would, would he... 
that seems to be what happens when we play Essex at the end of season. Yeah, would it be like club cricket? Because all the, I think a lot of leagues have done like mini leagues this year, and then they have playoffs. Mm-hmm. And the rules of most of them I've seen is if you haven't played in the group stages, you can't play in the playoffs. Is this going to be the same for us? Have we got to go with what we got? Are we going to have to give the gloves to George Bartlett or Eddie Byram or somebody? Well, I think probably Eddie Byron would be as good a shout as anyone. You know, he looks the sort of person who might right stop now, guys. I'm, I'm getting too stressed at the thought of it. I'm already getting stressed about next Wednesday without you two feeding my paranoia. Jamie Overton was um, a half decent wicketkeeper as well. Is he? He kept. Who, by in... the way? Oh yeah. Who, by the way, has steered Surrey to a win tonight? Yeah, yeah. How many did he get tonight? Uh, 48 not out I think 40 not out he's their new talisman they didn't win a game till he, he, he turned up he didn't, you know, out he... 22 balls 5 tours yeah. and 6 he literally uh, he, didn't, he didn't bowl tonight like for for Surrey C20 side I mean he's he's his bowling hasn't been great and to the extent he didn't even bowl tonight but his bang has been top class I mean he's had 40, not, 40 today off 22 balls he had a uh, 29 the other day and 30 in the match before that like he's in serious form with the bat at the moment it's written down that we are going to play Surrey in the knockout T20 oh, uh, yeah, yeah that could happen oh, I just want to see Overton versus Overton for probably the first time ever I can't think of probably yeah. North Devon together as kids in club cricket Devon together Somerset together were they on opposite teams in that England Red Bull warm-up game at the GS Bowl a few months yes, ago? Yes, they were. Yes, they were. You're right. Oh, did they vote? Yeah, they might have done. Oh, we'll have to have a look at mm. that. So, what what do we actually think is going to happen over the next two games? Then, compared to what what has to happen, I think I I'll stick my neck out. I think we'll beat Northampton. Yeah, they, North I think North. they've they've reverted yeah. to norm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm never like going to Bristol in a white ball game, no. so so I think I might be watching that one from behind the settee. Yeah, it's going to be. A, it's... I think I want to bat first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've just added. I can't. I've just had a Lewis Goldsworthy interview on my backstage pass group, so I, c- I could just play it, but I get I get thrown out of the backstage pass group because this is all exclusive content. Yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah. it's be like pay, pay per view. You, you can have you can have the first five, if you can have the first ten seconds, and then if you want the rest, you have to be a hero. Oh, it's buffering. Oh, bugger that. Do it later. Uh, what are we talking about? I was talking about Jamie Overton keeping wicket. Yeah, he um he kept wicket because down at my club, South Devon, we've done a few testimonial games for various Somerset players over the year. Um, the last one we did was when we had Western Storm to play Somerset. Jamie, Jamie Overton, um he kept kept wicket in that one, um, and Smitchy Mandana, the Indian left-hander, best women's player in the world, probably, or certainly one of the best. Opens the batting for Western Storm, chasing nothing. Somerset got about two forty, and Jamie, probably not quite understanding the benefit vibe, took one of the best leg side stumpings I've ever seen off roll off Van der who's who was bowling little seamers. Oh and got rid of a player that A had only just got off the plane from India and needed a bit of game time for Western Storm and B a player that quite a lot of people had come to see the bat so instead of just going oh silly me 
and letting it go for a couple of buys yeah yeah you kind of whip the bales off and I think the um, the look on Trevor Griffin <laughs> the Western Storms coach face was, was absolutely priceless uh, second ball of the game but that was a good fun day um, I, I imagine the Overton Twins probably play golf off about three and only get to play about six times a year mm. you know we're pretty good rugby players in uh, youth and then, you know if you go from a tennis yeah, four racket, and five they probably older, play to county standard or something mm. Uh, do they just strike me as as gift, naturally gifted at whatever they do in sporting terms? Yeah, they certainly strike me like that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can just picture them. I can picture Jamie in a three hundred yard uh, three hundred yard drive, and then Craig absolutely seething that he only managed to hit a two hundred ninety five yard drive. I think you probably want to get them playing together. Imagine. Im- Imagine being locked down with those two in the spring. You would have been bouncing off the walls, wouldn't you, literally? <laughs> Were they locked down together? I, wouldn't, I, I would imagine they wouldn't have lived together. I think that's. I've got this image of Mark Overton and <laughs> Helen Overton having to try and keep them under control, locked down there in North Devon. It's quite. It kept me going for quite a while during lockdown. The thought of that. <laughs> were you Were you at the stage of almost writing a sitcom? It no, could be the next no, Friends, no, no. Steve, I, the I Overtons. I want to write their biography though I think it would be I think it would be a really good book if they wrote, wrote a joint biography when they finished it will definitely be and I think I think the most interesting chapters are, are probably yet to come particularly with Jamie having made the made the leap over to Surrey um, yeah it's going to be interesting interesting times for him uh, over the next few years or so we've just started chatting guys I've completely forgotten what we were talking about we're talking about oh the, the I asked the question what was going to happen over the weekend, Mr. Shepherd. All oh, right, okay, yes, um, definitely bat first. Definitely try and get uh, the batting order a bit more flexible. Um, play as many spinners as is uh, is is feasible if if the wicket demands it, um, and try and get more than two or three players getting into double figures, which is the problem that we had in um, the Gloucester and the Worcester game. That's my that's my team talk to the guys. Sarge, can, Sarge can pinch it if he wants, although he's a is a quite a lot better from what I've heard. So do you do you think we're going to win those games? I think yeah, I agree with you. I think I've got a feeling we may well beat Northants now. Um, considering Northants seem to have lost their touch a bit, um, you know we'll be confident from tonight. And we're at home, and we've only won once at home this season. You know, I, I feel like well, we, we can't we can't go through a T Twenty season winning only once at home. So I, I've got a feeling we'll win on Friday, and I would just love it love it to go to Sunday to keep it, for us still to be in it. Um, would be great, even though even though we are playing you know our hardest game, and we haven't beaten Gloucester at Bristol since 2015 in T Twenty cricket. Um, and the last few games there, they've just been sort of frustrating. Like there's the 50 over game last year, which I was there for that. It was just one of the worst wickets you'll ever see. I mean, it was quite a, it was quite a good game in a way because it was just it was sort of tense all the way through, and we almost we looked like winning for quite a, for you know they were about six down quite away from their target. Was that the game but, where Groners went for like 40 in his last two overs? They absolutely took him to the cleaners yeah, last two overs. Or was that was the 20? 50 over game I'm talking about? I don't think. That happened. Oh, maybe it did actually. I'll get Gibbo's book out. Hold on. Where is it? 
Maybe Grimo, actually, I do vaguely remember Grimo blowing the end, and maybe he did go for a few. Because I think it was Van Buren and someone else who pushed them over the I line in the end. Definitely remember watching before. a stream of Groners going the distance against. Yeah, Lost the more you mention it, the more I remember, actually, yeah. I, I think, think it was, it was the, the penultimate over he bowled, or the, the 48 that went yeah. for 17 or something. That sounds right. I don't think it was 40 he went for into overs, but it was. I, I was yeah, exaggerating was slightly. It was. I think maybe 20 yeah, in his last two. They're a weird side, aren't they? Because you look at them player for player, and none of them particularly worry me. And I don't think, even if I was trying to be impartial, I can't see many of them that would get in the side. You'd, you'd obviously probably pick Bracey. Yeah, yeah. Coburn's a good T20 player. He's in yeah. some simple form as but well. Their bowler, they yeah. seem to have the bowlers. Yeah. Counterintuitively, aren't very good at red ball cricket, but are almost impossible to score runs off at white ball cricket. Exactly. That's, yeah. the, that's the secret. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's. I do think if we we put them, they won't be under any pressure though, probably, because it could well be that they've already won the group. But then they'll yeah. want to win it against us to knock us out of the tournament, won't they? So. Yeah, that could yeah. potentially be a thing, yours because they they could I think have already won won the group got their home quarter final and it may not yeah. matter if they if, if we stuff them so yeah if Gloucester win Friday apparently they're through with the home quarter final so they'll yeah but the thing is often playing with I always find the sport playing with no pressure it can go both ways it can make them not care as much and they maybe lose an edge or they play with more freedom and play better so I don't think it really matters too much to us no if we if we perform we can beat them April the yeah, 28th Gloucester should win by should four wickets the that was the game in the words of Gibbo Tim Grudabell poor chap have been found wanting in the language of coaching he hadn't executed his skills when it mattered most so yeah that was a game we were talking about against I, I Gloucester. I think it so. should be written into the laws of T20 cricket that any team that's not got their county name shouldn't be allowed to qualify. I, I absolutely <laughs> abhor Birmingham Bears. They can go and play. Well, no, they can not go and what, play. What, Birmingham? But, <laughs> no, I just, I just can't say. You notice how teams are gradually dropping the names, aren't mm. they, as well? We did it. Yeah. We were the Sabres for about a year and then gave up on that. But Hampshire and now Hampshire I think Durham Glamorgan um, yeah. maybe Kent, Spitfires because they're still to buy the beer yeah. Kent is yeah. still Spitfires we were the first to drop it 2010 mm. season we dropped our nickname and we were the first to do it Surrey then followed the following year and it's since then it's sort of been a gradual gradually they've been losing them mm. it's weird how yeah they've gone in that direction and yet sort of um, come the completely other direction mm. Mm. So, if, if Dan, you... you tweeted, I was taking the mickey out of you, you tweeted about the five-stage plan, but just to summarise, <laughs> today, that was that of the five games that were played in the last, every result went the way we needed it to go. Um, yeah? Of course, yesterday and today, yeah, so I'm not looking at right. the South. Um, okay. Yeah, so the the two um, uh, central group games yesterday went our way, and also... Uh, there was another game, or was it uh, Derbyshire beat Leicestershire, which is extremely useful as well. And then today, and Durham beat Yorkshire. Uh, Durham beat Yorkshire, which is helpful, yeah, They're, because that means now that it's it's unlikely that a North Group team could exceed us in third place. Yeah, yeah. 
but we've got to win mm. the two games. So we have to win, yeah, near enough, yeah. Yeah, our destiny's <laughs> yeah. in our own hands, which I think is. Yeah. I, I did think before this this batch of five games that win win three of them when we should be okay. So okay, it's got to be the last three. But if it's the last three, it's the last three. Um, like I say, you don't. If you're not good enough, you don't deserve to go through. So that's that's always been my and mantra. These these it's types very of things. Much the Somerset way, isn't it? Because if you look back at that Royal London com- campaign last yeah. year, we had to mm-hmm. win the last group game against Surrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Taunton. Then we got chucked up to Worcester on the Friday. That was a Tuesday. We went up there on the Friday, beat them. Had to go to Trent Bridge on the Sunday, beat them. Both mm. both comprehensive wins. So you know. It's, same in the championship as well, wasn't it? Balls- by a thread, because I still, I, if we didn't have to go to Bristol, I would might say there was a couple of strands to my thread. But at the moment, I'm still <laughs> not getting my hopes up too much. No, it was the Somerset way again in the championship as well, wasn't it? Balls it up against Hampshire and needed to beat Essex um, in well about yeah. two and a half days um, with all the rain that we had. Ah, well, it'll be even sweeter if we do win it, I suppose. Um, cool. Bob Willis final's not going to be on TV. Good thing, bad thing. Free stream for everybody. Yeah, that's the... I'm not... I mean... I, yeah, it's a shame because you want Sky to promote county cricket as much as possible. And you want the ECB to make a real effort as well. I mean, it's. I know it's Sky's ultimate decision, but you think the ECB... If ECB insisted, I feel like Sky would put it on. Um, I don't know, obviously, the negotiations. I don't know how the contracts work and all that, but... If ECB wanted it, I'm sure it would be on. And I know there's this thing about building works at Lords or something, um, which might cause an issue. Um, there's also the cameras being needed for England women's games. Although I think there are two sets of cameras, so I'm not sure why that yeah. would be a major. Yeah, because they've obviously, they must have had. Yeah, because obviously they've got the England games going on, the England men's games yeah. against Australia. Yeah, there is more like that. Cameras, and then so. the, the the county T20s as well. So yeah, um, I yeah. thought they'd have had two sets um, of cameras. Yeah. Although, as I said, I, I mean. I'm not. I'm not angry. I mean, I'm not overly angry about it not being on Sky because the one good thing is that um, being on a stream means everyone can watch it. So you know, people who don't have Sky can see it. But obviously, the downside of that is it, it probably will get overall less viewers, I suppose, because less sort of casual viewers will watch it. You know, it'll only be the diehard fans, which is a good thing, obviously, in a way. Yeah, letting all the diehard fans watch it if they want to. But it's just the same for just general exposure of cricket. I think that that it's not on Sky. Um, yeah, you think it would be on, and I assumed at the start of the season it would be, but yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, I think as well the the sort of the younger, more tech savvy generation can get a used a YouTube stream up on their phone, press the button to cast it to the TV. Whereas your, you know, I don't want really to cast aspersions on the IT skills of of the older generations, but generally they'll be the ones who kind of think, oh, well, I have to watch it on a laptop or or a PC or whatever, and maybe not have the most up to date TV with, with streaming on it as well. Um, yeah. Do, do you think it's right, Steve, that we're going to be showing uh, that Sky will be showing the IPL and um, instead of the showpiece of what may be a once in a in a generation tournament? I I, I don't, but I'm, I'm with Dan. Actually, I think more people will watch the stream than would watch Sky because there's an awful lot of people you've seen on social media who said. I'm not bothered because I haven't got a Sky subscription. Yeah. Uh, you, you'd you hope as well with the great work that the clubs have done, you know, particularly Ben Coe at Somerset, that it would drive further engagement for next season because it will be more widely available. Hmm. 
that way. And I think we'll see. Some of us have been quite cagey at the moment and not saying too much. And I wonder whether your your favourite trade nation, Ian, or maybe <laughs> maybe seeing if they can do what Lancashire have done this season. Lancashire have had their own seven camera production setup that have followed them around home and away. So maybe we're looking at doing something. You know, it can't be that difficult to pick mm. those cameras up and bolt them to railings. No, I think I wouldn't have thought. Um, so maybe the coverage will be up another level. Uh, I thought we used to be doing their own stream through us, won't it? I think they've been streaming. I think Lords used to be doing their own stream. Though. I don't think it's responsibility of the clubs. Um, I mean, maybe Trade Nation can help out with maybe with more cameras. I don't know, but I'm sure the plan all along was for there to be a stream regardless. Who was in it, and the ECB or Lords were set up. But I think all the Middlesex yeah, games of home games have been streamed, haven't they? Certainly the T20s have. So they've obviously got yeah, the have, yeah. the kit and everything up there at Lords to be able to do it. So I wouldn't. Yeah. What would be an ideal an ideal scenario, which is, is never going to happen, is Sky broadcast the game, and they do it free to air. They stick it on one of their free to air <laughs> channels, put it free on YouTube, a bit like they did with the World Cup final, and then everyone's happy. But um, I was just saying to Steve before the stream started as well the the, the Glamorgan stream the actual camera work and everything was really good because they, they would have the odd arty yeah. shot of you know just a, a shot of a player in the outfield which I don't think we quite yeah. had at the on our home streams but it, look, it looked really good apart from the fact that it was always yeah. buffering they didn't, have a drone. they didn't have a drone though guys we had a drone mm -hmm. last week don't talk about Anthony Gibson like that. That's very, very rude, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Gibbo. Sorry, Gibbo. It's um, better than North Ant's stream as well. Gormongas and Summers. Pretty much every stream is better than North Ant's stream. I was watching that again last night against Worcestershire. And yeah, the way the, the camera movements are very sort of unnatural. They just sort of move and then zoom in and then come back and yeah, zoom back in again. The Worcester stream it's, was. I, I, feel like it's mad, it's, I feel like it's automatic or something. Like It's just not. Yeah, the really, worst, um, Worcester stream real. for the Bob Willis was exactly the same. It would just boom, boom, and then all of a yeah, sudden it'd be a deep yeah. extra cover. Um, get John Cleese to ring up and, and sort it out. The Worcester stream was fine after he, after he rang up, so I can imagine him just going full Basil Fawlty mental at this poor receptionist at, at Worcestershire. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. Um, shall we have a little catch-up after the Gloucester game then? Was that Sunday night? Is that, night. is yeah. that a day uh, is that one a day game or is that a, a yeah it starts at one o'clock cool right well yeah sun, Sunday evening would be would be good wouldn't it and, yeah. uh, and then we can have a, a we can have a chat about Steve Davis's broken finger um, and who's going to keep wicket I might see if uh, I I'll, I'll put on my kit in the loft now so my, my keeping gloves are up there but I'm sure I can get I'm sure I could get them down if the call of the wyvern came Right, gents. Uh, do we have? I'll you one thing. My knees, my knees wouldn't cope with keeping wicket for four overs, let alone four days. Yeah, I'm quite grateful that. Um, yeah, we've only been playing 35 over games this season because of COVID. Um, it's just, it's just about manageable in my semi-advancing years. Um, gents, do we have any AOB? Oh, well, before we go. Oh yeah, any AOB? Go, I've got. I'm dying to hear Dan's answer to last week's question. We've given him a whole five six days to think about it see if i can even remember the question yep. first the, the one player signed from another county no yeah, i don't have a drum roll you should have done what i drum did roll. dan i just panicked and said gary balance the first name that popped into my head 
but I, I'm expecting a, a full statistical analysis. I'm expecting. Uh, I'm expecting Danico. I'm just going to share my screen well, and just see all I these worms and strike rates and everything. No, nothing like that. But the answer is Josh Butler, obviously. It's, it's, it's obvious. After after all that, it's oh. Josh Butler is the one thing I want to see back at Somerset. I know I know he'll rarely be available, but honestly, uh, even ahead of any player who would do score lots of runs for us regularly, or say lots of wickets for us regularly, I'd much rather have Josh back at Somerset because I love him and you know he's his home is Somerset and I just really want to see him back to play with Somerset a bit more before the end of his career so that's my answer top answer can't really argue with that yeah it would be nice if he that's it Josh Butler's at the oh he's going to the IPL isn't he he could have been our reserve wiki keeper for Steve Davis's <laughs> Steve Davis's hypothetical broken finger which is going to be the title of this podcast right Gents, have a great weekend. Um, I hope we chat about a couple of Somerset victories over the next, um, well, on uh, on Sunday evening. Um, but for now, for uh, Steve Tancock and Dan Kingdom, I'm Ian Shepherd. Thanks for listening to this episode of Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. If you want to give us a follow on Twitter, we are at Somerset Podcast. We're facebook.com, Somerset Podcast. So I don't know why you bother doing that because I hardly ever put anything on Facebook. Um, it's all pretty much on Twitter. And if you want to send us an email, we are the Somerset Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.